Today is Friday, May 28th, 2021. <sighs> Cal, how you doing, man? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been probably the fattest, fattest break we've taken. No, no, no. I don't want to call it a break. We weren't taking it. It's just shit happened, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, the beautiful thing is that we just get back together. Like nothing yeah. ever happened. Like like nothing's changed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, this won't change. I know, I know. And it's just a good feeling to just always have this podcast. Do you know what I mean? Like even if we don't talk for a month, two months. Which I hope we don't do this no, again, yeah, honestly. Hell no, hell no. Um, but yeah, it's always here. It's always here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I moved to Berkeley in five days. Yeah, dude. That, that's insane. No, actually four days, right? No, five days, five days. Five days, dude. Five Fuck. days. Oh, and I got the Victorian. Have we even? That hasn't even been brought up, right? No, I don't think so. Not on the podcast, at least. But describe it for me one more time. I want to hear it. So I, I go to this house uh, in Berkeley with my friend Taylor. The beautiful Victorian. Literally built in 1890. Uh, almost everything's still original, believe it or not, in this house. But in beautiful condition. It's not old in a bad way. It's old in a good way. Mm, um, aged. The, exactly. And the, the bathroom, it's like a... The shower is like embedded in the wall and has an overhead uh, shower head. So it like sprays down on you as if it's raining. <laughs> like the water hits, you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh it's like God, attached yeah. to the ceiling. Um, beautiful bathroom for some reason. Kitchen's good. I, I really do like the kitchen. Floors are original. And my room is amazing, dude. It's like Call Me By Your Name-esque. Like it has that like... Really? It, yes, it has that like rural italian home feel to it it really does it has like this bay window with stained glass around in the room <laughs> like i'm I'm just it, it, i couldn't have gotten a better room i don't i don't think there's a, any better room that suits me in berkeley i got very lucky and the people just happened to like my vibe i mean marcos the guy who gave me the uh tour literally said he picked me because he liked my outfit and liked just like how i spoke that was his reason. Really? The outfit yeah. and the speech. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So um I got the room and this is this is incredible. Lynn, the guy who's kind of like the main landlord of the whole situation, uh-huh. he is giving me the liberty to pick my roommates. So he has like eight to ten people. He just had several people. And last time he told me eight. So I'm assuming there's even more now. Uh, people who want the t- because uh, there's two rooms downstairs. I have one. I mean, I mean, there's three rooms downstairs, and I have one. So th- we have to fill the other two, and I get to choose who picks those after I give everyone a tour. Oh, really? <laughs> like, that's Shit. fucking incredible, is it not? Yeah. Yes. So I get to feel them out because they said like we have no business downstairs. Like the upstairs people i mean the only time i'll really come into contact with them is when we do a communal dinner our weekly communal dinner mm. um, oh, you got some weekly communal dinners yes yes and oh, i can't day. wait to cook for people dude like I have so oh many my fucking oh my god dude yeah 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 so 
the downstairs because old victorians a lot of them were built to house two families one upstairs one downstairs uh so it has two kitchen as a kitchen upstairs and a kitchen downstairs mm-hmm. and it has private entrances to the upstairs and downstairs um so i got the downstairs which i actually i really love it it just looks really nice uh, right. the acoustics are nice too and like the room's massive like it's the size of my room and most of the rooms i toured were uh were like 10 by 10s at best 10 by 10s most i i even toured like a 7 by 7 like how can you live in that you know it's like incredibly small hmm. uh this room is 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 big and it's tall really tall ceiling so it just doesn't have that it's not claustrophobic which i like um ah david david I'm so excited to move. You have no idea. <laughs> so yeah, excited. Um, other than that, uh, if we're talking about just like the updates, you know what I mean? Molly's graduate. Molly's last day of school is today. Oh shit. When's her graduation then? Uh, it's on like the fifth, but like I'm not allowed to go because it's like there's still right, some right. precautions. Um, it, but I don't know. Do you ever, f- I only feel old when other people age. Like I never, like look at my own life and say like, whoa, like I'm old now. Right. But well, like, yeah. when, like when Molly graduated, like, I don't know, it just got me thinking like, you know, it's just kind of depressing for some reason. I don't know why it has to be like. Yeah. Well, it's always in, it, in, in, in like your age, it never means something until you compare it to someone else. You know, like you, yeah. you see a 17 year old win like Wimbledon or some shit. It's like, well, fuck, you know. that's just (laughs) what am i doing (laughs) yeah yeah and that's that's what age is is a comparative factor not not some sort of intrinsic what does what does 24 mean to you to yourself in 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 like in a vacuum it's always in comparison to other people it's true it's true yeah so you know just had me thinking the whole thing with molly i don't know um Mm. and also I had issues with my therapist. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. never really liked her much. But suddenly, she's been, like, great. I don't know. I think, she, I think. well, I kind of told her. I was like, hey, like, I want this to work. And I just don't know if I like the whole, like, six-step program, <laughs> all that stuff. And she understood. Mm. Uh, and she's been amazing lately. We've just been talking. And... I, and I brought up, I, I almost, sometimes I just go to, go to therapy on your behalf, low key. Like I just like, <laughs> I, I want material to, to talk about here. And I know productivity has mm. been an issue. Um, and like, that's, that's been a big deal for us. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I asked her about it because my old therapist didn't seem to have any opinions about it, but, but this therapist is special as in she is a therapist for all the big tech people in San Francisco and they all struggle with issues with productivity. Mostly like they never feel as if they're being productive enough and it just eats them alive. So I asked her like, yo, what, what, like give me advice. Like how can I be more productive? Um, and she said that one productivity does not determine your happiness, <laughs> which is true which is totally true. Like I, but I, I asked her like, Hey, like, I don't know. Like, but I, sometimes I only feel happy when I'm being productive. And she's like, well, you're in, you're internalizing that idea. Like she, she, I think you and I have just made it to where like, 
if our day isn't full of all of these like um, goals that we're hitting, like, oh, we need to meditate, exercise, uh, read at least a hundred pages, uh, finish all of our work. Uh, then we need to go hang out with friends, get back. And then instead of scrolling on our phone before bed, we need to go read another book. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's, a, it's not sustainable. Like no one lives like that. If they, if they say they are, they're lying. Like nobody can live that life from a day-to-day basis. Um, and she told me like straight up, being happy is more important than being productive. And so. But what does, um, what do you, what do you do to be happy though? Well, first and foremost, we need to, st- I, I think the reason why we think that like productivity is happiness is because we've been punishing our, our, ourselves for not being productive. Hmm. And you can't be happy if you're constantly punishing yourself. At the end of the day, this whole this whole productivity thing and this whole uh, mental health thing that we've been on is about self-help. And how are we helping ourselves by just constantly putting ourselves down for not being productive? It just doesn't make too much sense to me. Like, And obviously, it hasn't been effective because, I don't know, I mean, maybe recently you've gotten in a better uh, productive situation but i i really haven't you know so haven't or have haven't i mean i haven't oh, really okay. improved my issues with the phone and my issues with not reading enough and my issues with not exercising enough hmm. but she she really said it's she says so try this instead she's like don't even think about the word productivity like productivity does doesn't even exist like what is it like, how do you even define work how do you even define that you did something productive like it doesn't exist it's it's not real, okay? But she said what is real is being present. Presence. Present. She says presence is key, and that is my word for the summer, David. <gasps> Dude. Okay, presence. Presence. Being present. So but what does I that think, mean too, though? Yes, yes. So let me tell you. When we're on our phones, we aren't present. We're kind of just in this like autopilot, <clears throat> vegetating state where we're just not aware of what's going on around us and we're just fixated like we're not even focused whatsoever we kind of just let go of our focus and we're just kind of sitting there and and then like hours and hours can go by when you're not present right so that's the issue with the phone okay the issue with the phone is it kind of messes it's, it's really hard to be present and be on your phone i've actually tried it i've tried being like focused and scrolling on social media, like, wow, like having, literally having a thought about every single post and thinking about every single post. And, and like, I tried being present on my phone. I couldn't do it for more than five minutes. Mm. So to solve the phone problem, it's really just being more present because our present self never wants to be on the phone. Can you agree with me? Yeah. But yeah, it's only, only, yeah. only when we want to lose ourselves, I think. Like exactly. We, we yeah. want to hide ourselves or something, and then we decide to go on our phones. Yes. And she said, if you can just be more present, she guarantees that our that in turn our productivity will go up. But it shouldn't be like we should just be focused on productivity. We should be focused on being more present and let the productivity come. Because mm. it will, it will come. I, I think you and I, when we are focused, when we are awake. And when we're on this podcast, we're so present, aren't we? Yeah. Like yeah. you and I are just focused right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you. You're listening to me. And, and right now I have like so much motivation, right? 
but the, here's but then like when the moment I set down the mic, I have two decisions to make. I can continue to stay in the moment. I can continue to focus on what's happening right now, or I can pick up my phone and start vegetating again. Mm. So presence, like I want to see to like tomorrow and then and, and tonight, I, instead of going on my phone, I'm just going to like, I would, she literally told me like, I would rather you just stare at a tree, like just stare at a tree and just look at it and think about all the things that you can see. Like if really study a tree for as long as you can and see how much you can get out of it. She's like, exercises like that will, will improve your life. Believe it or not. Weird to think about, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's really something I've been focused on and it has been, it has improved my life. Honestly, I've, I've felt a lot better. It's like, uh, I don't know if I'm doing too much talking now, but no, no, please. But, but, but yeah, I, I, it's been like kind of suppressing that internal chatter that, that is, that kills me, dude. Like I, I do a lot of thinking. I, I think you do a lot of thinking as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like all I, all I do is think, dude. It's like it's bad, and, and my thoughts always go to a negative, a negative place. Like they just create stress. Like, but but then I I realized how comfortable the moment is. Like I my brain always puts me into like a chaotic state, but like the the moment itself is so cozy if you really think about it. Like the moment is usually never chaotic, and the moment itself is usually never stressful. The moment is always just like oh. Here I am in my room. There's literally nothing going on. <laughs> it's it's peaceful. Uh, and if you can learn to just be comfortable and learn to see how cozy and beautiful the moment is, you'll just want to see that. Like that's the place you'll go instead of your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically what I got out of it. And I think that's the I think that's what we should go for. Honestly, is is when we're like is when we're like lost in deep thought or lost in in daydreaming or lost in our phone, I think we need to just learn to snap out of it and just get back into the moment and just feel our feet on the ground, you know, study what's going on around us, like the smells, what you see, what you hear, focus on those things because those things are real. Those things are actually happening. Like that's real life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of something my mom said to me, like when she was driving me to the airport to fly to fly to uh, San Diego it's like you know she's a very quote unquote productive person and but what she said is like what she does is that she just worries about the next five minutes yes what am I going to do in the next five minutes present focus on that no need to focus even an hour ahead let alone a day a month a year a decade or life don't need to think that far just five minutes yeah because our life is just that's literally comprised of five minutes. That's what it is. A repetition of five minutes over and over again until we die. It's just a matter of perspective, I think. And and the way you say it, I think, is really important. And I I think I need that too. But dude, that's a great that's a great word for the summer, man. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you think you're gonna be present in Berkeley? Just like simulation wise. Like how, how do you imagine yourself being present? Well, yeah, I I really like, I really want to like, especially being in a new place. Like I really want to just experience it. (laughs) Like I really don't want to be on my phone and I really don't want to just lay in my room all day thinking of other things. Like 
like I really have a vision of me just meeting as many people as possible and just walking. Like I really wanted to walk a lot when I go to Berkeley because I mean, there's beautiful weather, beautiful sights. And I just see myself walking everywhere, just picking it all up, you know, having conversations with strangers, getting a podcast going. That's, that's like the main goal this summer is I really want to get a podcast going native to Berkeley. Um, but the, it really, the, what it comes down to is, will I be present or not? I don't think there's, I think if you can boil it down, like that's really what's happening here. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. But here's how I'm approaching it. Here's, mm-hmm. how I'm, here's how I'm approaching it. I'm not even thinking of the next, the whole summer. I'm not thinking of like the next two years here. I'm thinking of what I'm, I've been planning my first day for a long time. Like, what am I going to do on the, the first day I get to Berkeley? Because that's often forgotten, you know? Right. When, when, people, when people go to college, they think they're just thinking of, like, the next four years. And then when they get there, they're like, oh, like, what do I do? <laughs> but I'm really taking it, like, what am I going to do the first day I get here? And I'm thinking of plans, you know? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have a rough rough sketch outlined right now for your first day yeah well i have two tours i have to give so that's that's a guarantee uh i need to decorate my room uh hang up all my paintings and whatnot uh i need to go down to the starbucks that i'm transferring to and meet everyone uh, oh so you got the of, party yeah i did nice how yeah, far away yeah, is so, it uh it's three blocks from my oh my room. god that's nice it's across the street from berkeley city college jeez I know. I got very lucky. I'm very grateful yeah. for the situation. Nice. But okay, you're going to go to Starbucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm thinking about getting tickets to the San Francisco Orchestra yeah, on my first day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And then when I'm done with the first day, I'm going to think about the next day. But right now, <laughs> that's it. That's on the it. first yeah. day. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a more peaceful way to live. Like, m- my stress levels have gone down, dude. Like, you you realize just how simple things are because things are so simple really mm. when, when you when you take it minute to minute yeah um i've done a lot of talking even though it's only been 18 minutes i've done like 30 minutes worth of talking no 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 but i do want to know though um somali's graduating you're dude i you're it's all working out man it's i, I, I fucking love it dude like yeah it worked out for us you know like i think that we got to keep that in mind you know in the future when this shit happens like shit works out in the end as long as we keep at it you know and just you know just moving looking forward yeah you know for this sideways shit looking left and right and behind us you know it's getting yeah yeah but i'm also glad that you found your word man that's that's important you know yeah it is it is and i can just when I'm lost during the summer, which I most likely will be at some point. Mm. I got that word. I yeah. got that word. Yeah. Um, also, piano has been going very well, David. I'm learning to read music. Really? Let's like go. I'm, I'm really learning. Like I'm memorizing every key. I've been, there's this app that uh, connects to my keyboard and it, I could just sit there and just hit notes when it, when it gives me it. And then it just tells me if I get it right or wrong. And I'm just trying to get like my fastest time. It's like, it goes by stage and you have lives. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, it's dude, I love it. Like, it's just so nice playing piano. Yeah. It's so it nice. Really peaceful. It's meditative. Yeah, it is. So, 
I'm definitely bringing my keyboard to Berkeley. That's for sure. Not the guitar though. That shit's staying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, David, but, I want to um, hear. I feel like you got a lot of shit going on. Like we, I have, I didn't even know how your San Diego thing went. I don't even know. Yeah. We start there. Shit. Fuck. That's oh my god. So, it's a throwback. So. So what that was going down to San Diego, um, it wasn't to San Diego, actually. I flew to San Diego because that was the closest place, but I was picked up by Gretchen, who is who's a retired uh, who's a retired lecturer at UC San Diego. But um, now she's writing a book. She's this really sweet old lady. And um, and the, the whole premise of all this is that she wants to do oral histories of the communities in the imperial valley which is like right on the board do you know where mexicali is yeah you showed me on a map actually yeah mexicali and calexico they're like right next to each other on the border and that's on the u.s side that's the imperial valley it's like it's, it's a, lot, a lot like the central valley actually it's hot it's humid a lot of farmland mm. um and at one point there was a lot of chinese people there and, and other communities like the african-americans Filipinos, Portuguese, French, like just a bunch of communities. And, and frankly, you know, it's dying, Cal. Like the younger generation, our generation is going to college and then just never turning back, you know, moving on. And the stories of the people and the families there are dying with the people that they represent. You know, Gretchen told me this pretty messed up story that like she's writing this book right now on the local activist organizations in the Imperial Valley. And one of mm. her interviewees died. Like, he was just old. He was like 84 and died. Another one she was interviewing was like Gretchen in Spanish, of course. Everyone speaks Spanish down there, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was like, Gretchen, you know, you got to finish this book for us before all those all those old geezers die off. Otherwise, you know, all this work we don't get to see. And Gretchen obviously felt very guilty about that. So she's been trying to focus on it. But... Um, it was, dude, it, I was only there for five days, but dude, it felt like a lifetime, man. Like just meeting everyone and talking to everyone and, and recording interviews with, with people there. Like, like we, we spoke to someone, um, a, a father and son, Louis Wong and, uh, and, uh, oh, Johnny Wong, mm-hmm. Louis Wong, Louis Wong is this really big community like he's just really big in the community. He he's a restaurant owner, Chinese restaurant owner. Yeah. And like he was part of everything. He donated to local sports teams, held fundraisers and like basically his restaurant Yum Yum. If you were lost in Calexico, you would go there cuz everyone would go there to look first before looking anywhere else. Wow. Like that's okay, how yeah. that's how like big he was. He's yeah. just a nice guy. Like like he would literally put away $10,000 every year from his restaurant business and give it to the city. Well, offer it to the city saying like hey here's this money if you tell me this is going to the right place helping the right people i'm gonna give it to you wow right and he was just a really nice guy really sweet quiet quiet um man and then his son johnny really interesting character um never did well in school dropped out of college went to community college but now at age like 40 he's retired because when he was a kid he really yeah. loved computers and, and he was actually Gretchen's student. That's why she knows him. And that's why I was, I was able to interview them for the Chinese mm. community oral histories. Mm-hmm. He invested in Apple in 1984. Oh my. A lot of it. And now he's retired because he doesn't need, he's literally rolling in money right now. 
Oh he, my. He, he wears all all Apple merch. Like he has an Apple hat and like an Apple Music T-shirt and yeah, yeah, everything. And yeah, he's retired. Fire, a financially independent, retired early. Wow. Um, but anyways, just hearing their stories, you know, like it's so funny. Like Louis told us a story when he was in Hong Kong as a kid, working in the hotels, earning enough money to get to the U.S. Uh, um, in Hong Kong, there's this underground gambling ring where they would pay, purchase crickets train them and then had them fight and then you would gamble on them you would gamble on which cricket what? would win yeah 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 and then he told us in Calexico in 1972 there was this huge cricket infestation just massive like it was literally dotting the streets like you would go out and like you would literally like just step on like hear the crunch of their bodies because oh there's just my. so many of them yeah yeah and he jokes he was like oh my god I remember as a, as a young adult you know in Calexico just looking at all these crickets like oh my god Louie if you were, if you, if you were, if you had all these crickets in Hong Kong, you would have been a fucking millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just good, man. Like it just, it was just a good time. And Gretchen and oh yeah, Gre- and then Gretchen's husband Mario, he's um he used to be a lettuce cutter and just a really kind and gentle giant. You know his hands are massive and you know like yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're the type of hands that you know like you see them and like you shake his hand. It's like it's a, it's it, their hands that that's done work and had yeah, experience yeah, yeah. you know and and he's also the cook of the family and every night mm. and every every lunch he cooks a dish and it's so fucking good like it's i don't even know what it is like it's just like it's like chicken with some like tomato and it, it looks like carnitas yeah um and it's every day it's different seasoning and different flavors and different ingredients but it's always some sort of like meat dish spicy too he 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 puts some spice on it i i personally really like it like it's enough spice for you to to feel it but not sweat from it which is like the perfect for me yes 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 it's like it's like it's like the yo it's literally exactly like the tiki masala really spice the spice level, level? Like, it's the right, perfect it's like, amount right it's, it's enough to get you amount. like get you excited for the yeah. food but yeah. not enough to be scared of the food you you, know? you're not getting tortured while you're eating it exactly yeah and, and that was that and yeah just got to spend a lot of time talking to people and you know that's what i like to do that's no i know that's what's what you and i both <laughs> like to do um yeah yeah you know eventually dude i swear to god man we should just we should take a road trip down there at one point when we're, when we're together yeah. again because gretchen yeah, said yeah. like anytime anytime you want to come by and visit they have a bunch of guest rooms and their house dude their house is so fascinating it's a ranch out in the middle of nowhere like five minutes away, five minutes away from the border yeah and it's just blue sky. And at night, there's no lights. There's oh, my. All fucking stars. And it's a ranch home. And and inside is just history, man. Like, she literally says, like, every item in the house has a story of its own. Really? And, like, she has this giant, solid tree block in the kitchen that's a, that used to be a butcher block. Uh-huh. She bought it at a yard sale once. And it's really old. And it's solid wood. And it's about 800 pounds. And, wow, and, and on it you can see like the cut marks and the and the knife marks of decades of use, but it's still sturdy. Obviously, it's eight hundred pounds, but um, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, we definitely got to visit. And she said, anytime, just come down, and she'll be happy to host us for however Dude, long. And we have to like start at Berkeley and just hit every city on yeah. Highway One until we get all the way down to the border. Yeah, just like a ten hour marathon all the way down yeah <laughs> yeah man 
I would love to. I would love to. Great. And uh, and then you touched down in Harvard. Yeah, and then came back, and um, that's where it's got kind of weird. Because uh, so um, actually, the first week that I got back, um, I couldn't start work yet because uh, I had to pass COVID protocol. So um, I actually got to live with Anna for 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 a week. Um, wait, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear okay. you. Sorry, I was just listening, listening. Yeah. Um, How was that experience? It was great, man. Like, I felt, I felt like I I saw into a window of a life that could happen. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit scary to think about. about. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I I first experienced it, uh, and I don't know if you minded me taking up a little bit of your turn here. Please, dude, please. But. But I was, uh, this was probably a year ago, and it was, it was the first time I watched Spirited Away with Molly. And I was just, actually, wow, <laughs> this is getting me emotional immediately talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird, but yeah. Um, we watched Spirited Away, and once we finished, I like got up, and I was like, wow, <laughs> I, could, I could live this life. <laughs> I could watch movies with Molly every night. <laughs> Like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could just be with this girl for a very, very long time, and I would be happy. Yeah. Yeah, It. I mean, we, we cooked, we laughed, we, and we fell asleep with each other, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a lot of, a lot of emotion, you know? And you, you, you always want to, like, you always have this instinct to, like, step back and say, like, no, you know, like, this is... Don't get too invested in this idea, you know, because you're scared. I'm scared, you know, like, but otherwise it's just just beautiful to have her here and to be able to talk to her. And, you know, now that I moved back to the other apartment, we, we, you know, we don't get to spend every night, but tonight she's over. She came over and we're going to cook some pasta. Um, Nice. Do you mind share? I really want to learn how to cook too, man. Do you mind sharing some like good recipe? Like just off the top of your head right now, like what are some good like like your favorite dishes pasta? to cook? Or pasta? okay, sh- sure, pasta. But like, um, because I know you love making tacos, like fish tacos and all that. But uh, a lentil curry, I've made it every week, and it's orgasmic. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Okay. Walk me through it. Walk me through it. Uh. So first off, buy lentils, wash lentils. Second off, buy uh, one serrano pepper. Take out half the seeds. Chop it up. Wait, serrano pepper? Serrano pepper, just one. All you need is one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, one cup of lentils, one serrano pepper, uh, about a f- pinky finger-sized piece of ginger and a pinky finger-sized piece of turmeric. And now you have your trifecta, right? Turmeric, serrano, ginger. Then four cloves of garlic. Smash them. Don't mince them. Smash. You got to get the garlic smasher. Straight into the pan with canola oil. Stir. Get, get those uh, flavors to bloom. And then you want two tablespoons, and I know you're not going to remember any of this, but I can no, no, I, I just want to describe it. You know, yeah, two teaspoons of uh, garam masala, two teaspoons of curry, uh, one teaspoon of chili. You know, just all your Indian spices, right? Right. Dump them in, cook them in the oil for thirty seconds, get those flavors to bloom, and then vegetable stock, because this this is a vegan recipe actually, mm. so no chicken stock, vegetable stock, two cups of that, and then you get. Uh, I do crushed tomatoes, but tom- tom- tomato puree works better. Uh, 14 ounces of tomato puree, okay? 
and now just stir. Get the, you get those spices, that ginger, that turmeric, and then dude, the smell of this fucking dish is you. Your house will smell like this dish for like a week because <laughs> it's so intense. Um, and stir that. Reduce the tomatoes until you get to like, like a tomato paste, and then this is where it becomes like indulgent. You get coconut cream, pure coconut cream, oh, in a can, shit. and you dump it. All, all right? of it, and then all of it, the whole can. Okay. Uh, and then maybe a little more vegetable stock, right? And I'm telling you, dude, it's like this orange sauce, very similar to the tiki masala sauce with these lentils and like it's so much flavor. And then you, what you do is you get you some basmati rice. So just like a cup of basmati rice. You put the lentils on top with the tortilla. It's it's probably my favorite thing. And, and it holds for a week. So you can literally eat it for lunch every day for a week. Damn. Oh my god. Okay. I have lentils. I have almost all that except for all the spices, of course, and the coconut yeah, cream. Yeah. Dude, like in a can of coconut creams, it's the most expensive component, but I made the entire thing for like four dollars. Oh. And it fed me for a week. So it's a really cheap dish. Cause I mean lentils typically peasant food, but peasant food is amazing. Right. Um, you have to try that, dude. Like, really have to try it. And then, of course, like fish tacos. You can't beat fish tacos. Yeah. With the mango <laughs> salsa, though, like mango <laughs> salsa is the fucking way to go. Like regular salsa, you mango salsa. Mm. Like it's, it's nothing like sweet in seafood. It's just a match made in heaven. Yeah. A match made in heaven, dude. Jeez, oh my God. I'm already thinking about it. Okay. Sounds good. But dude, slowly, yeah, just like, yo, how about this? Every, every episode the, the next few days, man. Just, just drop a recipe. Just, drop a recipe. Just okay, drop for it. Sure, and, for sure. Um, I also have a bunch of spices too at home, but I'm gonna get some more, obviously. But yeah, man. My secondary word. My secondary word is, is a summer of cooking. <laughs> That's what it is. Yes. Um, yes. Me. Well, yeah. and it has to be for me because I'm broke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, and I don't have dorm food. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I gotta yeah. like cook my own meals. So I'm excited though. Yeah. I'm curious. So what are some pasta dishes that you know? Um, I just that, do that your favorite, your favorite. I just, every time I make pasta, I do the same thing. I, I don't really love Italian food, honestly, okay, but I okay. do, uh, I do like this, uh, this tomato cream sauce. Like I think tomato cream sauces are all the best. Is um, it with cheese? Yeah. So what I do is I do a tomato cream. So it's just tomato, heavy cream, and then whatever spices you want. So I do garlic cause that's like, you know, the best flavor there is. Yeah. Uh, and a few other things, uh, reduce it. So to get it to like that creamy texture, because like you can't just pour cream on top. You gotta, you gotta let it boil down so it becomes like that thick consistency. I'm, I'm assuming you know how to reduce a sauce. Yeah. Um, and then you cook your chicken in the oven, so it's like amazing. Uh, and then you pour the sauce into the pasta, and literally I get a slice of a Havarti cheese and throw it on top and stir it, and then like the sauce like sticks to the noodles, like and it's like. When you pull it up, it has like cheese pool with every mm. bite. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 throw, I throw some spinach in there just for like some freshness and throw the chicken in. And it's just amazing. Whew. Yeah. Like, but Italian, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Italian yeah, food no, gets I me bloated. You. What's, what's, me your, what's your favorite cuisine then? Besides Indian, because it's kind of an obvious one, it's Japanese, like sushi. You know how to, you know how to, wait, no, to cook, not, to, not just to eat. Oh, to cook? Yeah. Indian. <laughs> it's just so okay. much fun. 
it's so much fun. A lot it's of like flavor. the multitasking and a lot of flavor and smells. Right. Yeah. Um, definitely Indian. It's it's my favorite food there is. Because I don't know. I like now that I've been eating Indian food, other food just doesn't taste. <laughs> just doesn't have the same good. spice. Well, yeah, it doesn't. Like it doesn't hit. Like I had a tri tip last night. I cooked tri tip. And I'm like, wow, there's actually no flavor in this. Like this tastes like nothing. So I just spiced it up and I was like, okay, much better. Like my my flavor threshold has been in, increased mm. from all the Indian food I've been eating. But um, <laughs> it's, I'm glad to hear that you guys are still together, dude. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really fucking good to hear. Like, because, dude, I was kind of depressed um, about just life not being good. Like, I just, yeah. there's just been a lot of bad news. Like, yeah. Like, I just, and I've been watching the news a lot, like mass shootings. Like, my friends are in bad shape. Like, my brother's in bad shape. Like, my neighbors are in bad shape. And I just, like, wanted to hear good things because, like, life is good. There's a lot of good things, but people don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. But I mean, it's it's not like obviously all idyllic here, you know. Like I'm, I started the lab work recently, and and it's rough, man. Like I'm making mistakes, and it's it's really fast. It's going back really fast, and I don't know. And I feel tired, you know. I never felt tired in Calexico, you know. And I don't know. I think I need a few, a few, a few days to get used to the workflow and 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 really crack into the people that I'm working with and and being able to talk with them. Like I hate working and not talking. You know, like that's yeah. the worst. It is the worst for me. I, I'm not the type of person to be able to just stick their head, stick their head down and just keep working for hours on end. You know, like that's just not how it works for me, at least. So you don't love it. I'm not sure. I feel like I can, but I'm I'm giving it four days, you know, like, like I feel like I need more to, and I don't want to put myself there. You know, I really don't want to like immediately condemn it and say, oh, I don't like it. Otherwise, yeah, my entire yeah. summer is ruined. You know. Mm-hmm. What well, what kind of work are you doing? Uh, my uh, my culture, metabolism, like wet lab stuff, so biochemistry. Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't even I couldn't even imagine like what you do like. Yeah, just pipetting and, you know, that's, yeah, pretty, pretty much it. Pipetting and doing other, like, techniques, like, to mm. measure proteins and all that. And Interesting. Yeah. So, huh. And it's just, like, stressful right now because you just feel like you're not doing your right? Yeah, and also I just feel like I'm detached from the work. Like, I want to be excited about it, you know? Yeah. But right now I'm just doing, like, but I understand, like, I got to get used to the technique before I can start looking at the actual, you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, give it a shot, you know. If you hate it, next summer, we'll have a better internship. But obviously, we're not going to call it quits now, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about I just shifting to... your perspective at the end of the day. Right, and I want to like it. Don't get me wrong; I want to like it. It's just—it's just the past four days have been rough, you know. Mm. How many hours is it a day? Well, normally I enter around nine, leave at six. Oh, so this is like a full-time gig. Oh yeah. Oh damn! I didn't know that. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it's tiring, but like, you know, I think it's. 
You do learn a lot, though. You do learn a lot. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so are you near Harvard right now? Yeah, about ten minutes away. Ten minutes away, and you're in like your new room Apar- apartment. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's a good apartment. Yeah, it doesn't have AC though, so like, okay, it's raining right now though, which is really nice. I get to hear the rain. But later this year, it's going to be pretty hot in your apartment. Probably, yeah. But it should be fine. I bought a bunch of fans. <laughs> cool. Yeah. 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 Mm. But I'm on the light team, man. I'm a little drunk. Um, Are you? Yeah. I. Uh, How's that chemical doing in your brain? Not good, dude. I'm not good at it. I'm. I don't think I can. Do you? You, you don't. You don't drink, do you? Uh, no. Well, I, I used to. Uh, my freshman sophomore year, I used to do everything. But yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever. I really don't like putting foreign chemicals in my brain anymore. Yeah, I got you. Like, I really do love the sober mind more than anything. But nice. I mean, no, I really do. Like, it's not even me just being like, I just, I don't know. I've seen what drugs can do to a person in my house and I just can't right. fucking deal with it anymore. So yeah, I feel with that. Yeah, but I mean, I'll drink every once in a while with the offer. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's what was happened to me. Like, we uh, we bought soju. Uh, we just had a toast, but nice, nice. But you're feeling even it, ju- even just the toast. Like I'm, um, zoomed. Yeah, and I feel like it does really close the mind up. Like you're not gonna be. It, it slows me down. Alcohol, like it's really hard to even think of like do like completing simple tasks becomes difficult mm-hmm. when you're drunk. Yeah. Yeah, but is it one of those things where it has like kicked in over time? Yeah. Or, well, I get the I get the Asian flush kind of thing, you know. Oh I'm yeah, about? yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what's that's what's going on for me. But um, I would like to record like pretty because so the reason why I wasn't able to record was because uh, um, I I haven't been able to set up my podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. So that, that's been kind of rough. But but now but by now I have so so we're good we're in the clear, we're in the clear okay cool yeah nice nice okay so, so honestly tomorrow man I I kind of want to talk about some more stuff just tonight okay so do, really so do tired. I yeah because we and we were we were definitely just kind of rushing through everything right now because yeah we, I we had, had a, a large to, gap yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it'd be nice to just like be able to talk nice and slow and just take it easy and now that we're caught up yeah okay. Cool. So tomorrow, hopefully, sometime we can continue this. And uh, yeah, I, I think I have work early in the morning, but yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later, David. Sweet man. Thank you, Cal. This is how uh, this is how David and Cal felt on uh, May twenty eighth, twenty twenty one.